Fake dichotomies. What a topic to explore, deconstruct, and try to notice in our everyday lives when we talk about, well, anything, but especially politics. What is that and why can we so easily, sadly, apply it to at least two cases, Iran and Ukraine, which are still very relevant? I'm recording this brief episode because I'm seeing a lot of these it's either A or B, there's nothing in between. All these claims that are either sometimes illogical, so it's a logical fallacy, or claims that completely disregard a possibility even that there can be some nuances in any situation. So what do I mean? In the past, I have talked about various, really, false dichotomies when I talked about Palestine really what's happening there and how Israel likes to present its um, well we either do this to Gaza or Israel is unsafe then this kind of fake dichotomy because we know that oppressing people doesn't make the oppressors safer there's gonna be resistance and obviously oppression is just not cool in the first place but today what I'm seeing at least a lot of is for example in the case of Iran this interesting narrative that claims that if you say of course people are protesting their oppressive government is it oppressive of course it is i'm not going to debate that how women and certain minorities are treated that's that's enough right we can talk about iran's like more independent kind of like neocolonialism sort of stance we could but it's an oppressive government nuances right and what i'm seeing is a mistaken in a way view that says that if you say of course people have the right to protest people have the right to demand a government that is actually for the people a government that is responsive hey a government that's kind we are allowed to want that and we are allowed to fight for that in a way so when you're saying of course I stand with Iranian protesters there is a claim that oh don't be fooled don't be advocating a regime change because this is what the West wants. And this is that case when there is no space for nuance. And this is where that uh, logical fallacy comes in. When you claim A, A doesn't mean B. And in Iran's case, of course, there's a history of the West interference in the country, right? Regime changes have been happening there. So to say beware, this is what might happen, it's not an unfounded claim, I understand. But we are allowed to say that, yes, the people themselves, if they want a change of government, for very obvious reasons, they should get it. And if we support that, that doesn't mean that we support a regime change initiated, supported, funded sometimes by the West. A doesn't mean B logical fallacy. And at this point, we can talk about types, actually, of political change. And I have actually an episode on exactly that, just remembered, uh, when I was talking about Jordan. I will link to that episode if you want to listen to it. But there, I present a small scale of how political change happens. And that spectrum uh, categorizes political change by what kind of change is wanted and who initiates it. So... In Iran, it looks like what we're seeing is a revolution. So stemming from people themselves wanting a complete change of, if not governance system, 
than government itself. But so this is one case of A doesn't mean B, logical fallacy, and we are allowed to talk about nuances. And the second example I wanted to give you is a very big and still, sadly, still relevant topic, which is war in Ukraine. I do have three episodes recorded on it already, and in them I do talk about nuances and that we are allowed to talk about kind of everything at once. And how that relates to this topic of if you say A, you get accused of B, I think you can guess what that is. In this case, it's very clear now what more than half a year into the war that if someone says, yeah, a negotiated settlement is needed, this is usually how wars end, that's A. And what it's being pushed to, what's the B, is that, oh, you like Putin, you're a Putin apologist. It's so cliched by now, right? But it's important to notice. It's important to notice this logical fallacy that this is not what I mean and that, once again, there's space for nuance. And in that space now, we're seeing a lot of things sort of growing. And I have to mention that, not to say, look at me, look what I've predicted, because it wasn't even a prediction and it's not a prediction that you want to become true and then you, you know, boast about it. But at the beginning of the war, in one of my episodes, I did say that we are allowed to worry what wars, especially prolonged wars, prolonged conflicts, what kind of groups they empower in, you know, whatever regions. And I did mention, you know, the, obviously the Azov Battalion, and now we are seeing that, of course, they're receiving the weapons, we're seeing these very ugh, uncomfortable videos of, like, Nazi salutes, we're like, oh no. And then some, obviously, interesting symbolism that, uh, you know, some groups in Ukraine are using, and that's now more talked about. But at the beginning of the war, when I released that episode, I did get some comments saying, this is not the time. Comments ranging from, this is irrelevant, and this is not the time. And, hey, priorities, frameworks, various prisms through which we see the world and through which we see conflicts. Of course, we are all different and we see things differently. But I was saying, we are allowed to talk about nuances, so to speak. And we are allowed, which sounds very unhealthy for us, we are allowed to worry about everything at the same time. So let's all be vigilant and notice logical fallacies. There's a range of them. And at the same time, try to hold that space for nuance if some kind of a dialogue, if some kind of understanding is what we're aiming for. I know that, hey, at the end of every conversation, sometimes we realize that, you know what? We do see things very differently, and maybe that's somehow okay, but at least we can get to that understanding in some kind of a humane, civilized way, where the two sides or more sides, we actually understand what we're talking about. And then if there is a disagreement, it comes from that understanding saying, oh, I do understand what you're saying, but I disagree with you. So nowadays, when you talk about Iran, when you talk about Ukraine or any other topic, I hope that you can at least get to that level and then see if it's an agreement 
or if it's a disagreement. I just think it's a much healthier way to communicate and potentially less frustrating, so kind of better for everyone. So thank you for listening and wishing you engaging conversations, interesting debates, and trying to hold everything with a bit of compassion as well, because that's always very difficult when we talk about politics. So thank you so much, and I'll see you soon.